0: section 21 of riverdale stories this librivox recording is in the public domain riverdale stories by oliver optic uncle ben chapter 4 uncle ben was absent but a few moments yet it seemed like a long while to the children who were very anxious to hear the rest of the story about the handsome sailor boy let me see where did i leave off said uncle ben as he again took his seat you were just going away in the boat after the whale replied flora so i was well we rowed close up to the whale and sent one iron into him before we could strike him again he turned upon us and with one blow smashed our frail boat all to pieces dear me exclaimed little flora with a shudder another boat from the ship picked us up george was a good swimmer but i saw that he was sinking this time and i bore him in my arms till he was taken into the boat i found that he was badly hurt for his face was deadly pale and he was so faint he could hardly speak we had lost the whale so we went back to the ship i carried george in my arms to the deck and then bore him to his bunk in the forecastle that was a room to sleep in wasn't it asked nelly yes child but it wasn't any such place as your chamber it was cold dark and damp i laid the poor boy in his bunk and tried to find out where he was hurt but he was so weak he could tell me nothing if he had been my own son i could not have felt any worse i could not help thinking of his poor mother as i sat by the side of his bunk watching over him what would she have said if she could see her darling child sick in that dirty dark place how she would have wept i did not think poor george was very badly hurt i did not want to think so and I suppose this is the reason why I did not. The captain went down to see him and then got some medicine for him. In the evening he seemed to be a little better, and I hoped he would be well in a day or two. He talked a little with me and told me where his pains were. He spoke of his mother and his home and seemed to feel very sad to be so far away from them. I sat by his side till eight bells that is till twelve o'clock he slept much of the time and as i bent over him and listened to his quiet breathing i thought he was better and that he would be able to go on deck the next day you don't know much about the life of a whaler i suppose so you can't tell how tired and worn out he gets sometimes the boats are often out all night, and the men have to row when they are so sleepy and tired that they can hardly hold their heads up. Well, I had been out in the boat all the night before, and I was just as tired as a man could be. I could hardly keep my eyes open, as I sat at the side of the poor sick boy. But I did not once lose myself while I was on this duty. At twelve o'clock. Finding that George slept easily, I called one of my shipmates to take my place. He was very willing to do so. But before I left him I charged him over and over again to keep awake and mind the boy. He promised me he would, and I went to my bunk. I was so tired that I slept like a rock till eight bells, which was four o'clock in the morning my first thought was of poor george and jumping out of my berth i hastened to his side my shipmate whom i had left to watch him was fast asleep i felt so very angry with him that only my desire to learn how the sick boy was prevented me from kicking him out of the forecastle i looked into the bunk and all was still as when i had left and i thought he was asleep all was still and calm in the berth so still and calm that i trembled with fear i listened to hear his breathing but no sound reached my ear i then placed my hand upon his brow it was as cold as marble poor george was dead oh children i can't tell you how i felt then it seemed just as though our angel had been taken out of the ship i wept as i should have wept if he had been my son or my brother from that sleep in which i had left him he had never awakened for he lay just as he was at midnight there was not a dry eye in the ship when it was told that poor george whom we all loved was dead we dressed him in his clean clothes and bore his body upon deck where we covered it with an american flag at noon the sad cry of all hands to bury the dead sounded gloomily through the ship the body of poor george sewed up in a piece of sailcloth was placed on a plank still covered with the american flag it was raised upon the rail ready to be cast into the sea the captain, with his eyes brimful of tears, and hardly able to speak from grief, read prayers, and all was ready to launch the body into the deep. The canvas had been left open at the head, and the wind blew the fair brown locks upon the cold brow of poor George, just as when he had stood by my side on the cross-trees. One by one the sailors kissed his marble cheeks, kissed him for his mother and wipe the tears from their brown faces the canvas was sewed up the word was given and the body slid off the plank into the great ocean there to sleep till the graves give up their dead the ship filled away upon her course and it was many and many a day before we ceased to think of the poor sailor boy in his ocean grave when i got home i went to new york to see poor george's mother I found her without trouble, and told her the story of her lost child. A few days after, she was taken to an insane asylum, where she died. Poor George! Poor Mother! Every one of the children was crying when Uncle Ben finished his story, and even when they went home, their eyes were red and swollen with weeping. "'What is the matter, Flora?' asked mrs lee when her two children entered the house nothing mother why both of you have been crying what has happened nothing mother only uncle ben has been telling us a very sad story about a handsome sailor boy who was killed at sea by a whale replied frank who told you the story uncle ben asked mrs lee very much surprised ''Yes, mother,'' replied Flora, ''he is a real nice man, and not a bit cross when you don't bother him.'' The children told their father and mother all about the events of the afternoon, and how kind Uncle Ben had been to them. Mr. Lee was very much pleased, as well as surprised, for he looked upon Uncle Ben, just as nearly all the people of Riverdale did, as a hard and cross man but after what the children had told him he felt very kindly towards the old man and wanted to do something for him so that he need not have to work so hard he went to see uncle ben the next day and told him how pleased the children had been with him a few months after this event mr lee with the help of his friends got the place of postmaster of riverdale for uncle ben and the old man sold his farm and moved into the village. This place gave him money enough to live without hard work. He had got it by being kind to the children, and after this he tried very hard to be kind to everybody. So you see how much good Flora did by going to Uncle Ben in the right way? She had conquered his cold heart, and the old man, feeling how much he owed to the children, became a great favorite among them many a time after uncle ben had sent off the mail the children gathered together in the post office to hear an interesting story of the sea and even the old folks were glad to listen to them end of section 21 recording by scarlet louisiana